views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, it's uh, John DePietro on this Friday. Here we are. Here I am. There you are. And we're all together, folks. It's um, uh, welcome to the lunchtime on this Friday. This portion of the John DePietro show on this Friday is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, you know, today is the type of day. Why not take a ride? Uh, you hear me talk about them. They are uh, the number one state's number one gardening center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, an easy-to-get-to, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in right now, especially this week right now, 12-inch pots of perennials, hibiscus. They also have uh, 12-inch pots of uh, delilahs, beautiful assorted colors. I'll tell you, Debbie is so talented. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Right off of Route 4, 3688, Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And uh, you can also find their website is prmaterials.shop. Folks, gift certificates are terrific there. And also, they have such a selection of different things. Very unique birdhouses. Stop it and see them right off of Route 4. Take a ride. You know, the next couple of days... A little bit iffy. This is a good time to certainly work on your property, work on your gardening, and no better place to shop than PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. Well, folks, right now, excuse me, at 12.07, it's John DePietro. Weekdays, as you know, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Also, uh, we do a Facebook Live for everybody on Facebook during the hour of 12 to 1. The radio portion is 11 to 2. And then we do a Facebook Live later this afternoon. Now, I've been working on a project, so we have not been doing the Facebook Live so much in the afternoon. I'm still waiting on a story. I think we're going to do it this afternoon. I usually post it. Uh, I want to, um, and I touched on this last hour, but I also want to touch on it again. And that is, folks, it was unfortunate. Uh, but last night, you have to understand, you're, you're planning on, and I give a lot of credit to Bobby Coogan. They, they, the people that have been doing these uh, back-the-blue rallies to show the police that the taxpayers are behind them. The real people, the citizens, those that follow the law are behind them. Okay, And this has been a brutal month of June leading into July. Not only for members of law enforcement, but then even their families. And the disrespect is disgraceful. I refuse to accept that all police officers are racist and we support them racist. So last night at the Providence Public Safety Complex, you heard me talking about it. And it was supposed to be a a back back the blue. Show your support for the police. Now, yesterday afternoon, folks, just bad luck. Those that were paying attention suddenly... They actually used television, radio. They actually used Channel 10. They all came across severe thunderstorms coming across the area. It's right on 2.30 to 3 o'clock. Well, then suddenly, you know, you have to wait. And as someone that, you know, it's not easy when you're planning an outside event. And as I mentioned last hour, they had people that were going to do, uh, you know, proceed to that by, by way of motorcycle and have a procession starting at uh, Interhope in, in Warwick and then making their way there. And you have that. You also have older people that are going to be there. But on top of that, you know, as someone that's I've been involved with a number of outside events. If, if you are, there's nothing enjoyable about an event if, if then you're dealing with severe thunderstorms. Number one, it's also not safe. But you don't want to be outside. Torrential rain, <clears throat> be chaos. So I believe, you know, a decision had to be made. And if you saw what was going on in Massachusetts, they had hail, they had lightning. So it's like coming our way. So a decision had to be made. And I do believe at that time you have to make choices based on the information you have at the time. The right decision was made, which was we're going to postpone the rally. It makes no sense. Then you go there. And I will admit, I was hearing from many of you saying, you know, Juan, I'm not sure I want to go. You know, the weather's iffy. I don't want to be down there. If it's pouring rain, where are you going to go if you have to park and walk? So a decision was made not to. Now, 
folks, it's unfortunate. Some people didn't get it. And some people, by the way, and, and, and listen, I like anyone that will come out and show their support. But at the same time, if a rally is postponed, if a rally is postponed, you don't do the rally any good by still showing up. There were many people that got there or they went there or they didn't care and ignored it. And you know what happens with the media? What do you think the media does? And again, I don't want to be critical of those that went. But some of the people that went and they're like, well, then we'll have our own rally. And you know, what is the media? What do they report? 30 people turned out for a back back the uh, blue. I, you know, I again, I, I know the intention is good. This was going to be a big rally. And if the rally's postponed, if you want to have your own rally, if you want to go and do something on your own, have at it. But I don't like that where somebody says, well, we're going to march anyway. Well, you know, now you're feeding into what is the media saying? Only 30 people showed up for a back the blue rally that was postponed. See, now you're playing right into their hands. Now, because of that, I did not go. I normally would have gone to do a Facebook Live, but... It was postponed. I'm not going to show up after it was postponed. There were people contacting me, and I said, no, due to the weather, come on, look at that. The lead story on the news last night, 6 o'clock, I watched it. Channel 10, Channel 12, weather alert. Severe thunderstorms moving through our area, blah, blah, blah. So lo and behold, who else? So, again, I, I know some people, they mean well, but if a rally's postponed, you don't just show up anyway. Because you're not doing, you are playing into the hands of the other side. You are. You may not realize it, but you are. Because that's exactly what they want to, you know, I had some members of the media saying, do you realize that only 20 people showed up? I, I said, excuse me. The rally was postponed. Those people, if they're going there, they, they shouldn't be there. That's why, boom. Uh, Bobby Coogan didn't go. I didn't go. Many people that were going to go didn't go. Why? Because it was postponed. But anyway, being that as it may, who did show up? Well, then, because there were some people that said, well, we're going to rally anyway. Excuse me. Do it on your own time. Do it on your own time. Because of that, Black Lives Matter showed up. And last night, and I want to be very clear, folks. Right now it's 1213. Listen to what I'm going to tell you because no one else... Unfortunately, but that's the what we're living in. No one else is going to tell you this. Last night was a significant night in action for Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. Because many of you have seen, I have interviewed Brother Gary in Black Lives Matter. And I've interviewed and I've attended. And they go along the whole thing. We're all about peace and we don't encourage violence. Excuse me. Last night, with the small group that was there that did go. There was a member of Black Lives Matter that was arrested who was trying to stab police officers. They wrestled him to the ground. He was fighting with police. There were two people arrested. A Black Lives Matter with a knife trying to stab police should be the lead story on the news, but it's not. Once again, why not? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. And here's what makes it even worse. This is forever changing. I don't want to hear them again say Black Lives Matter is peaceful and black. Excuse me. Last night, a member of Black Lives Matter was arrested with a knife fighting and trying to stab police. And this individual, and I did post this on the Facebook, and I'm going to do a story later about it on Dimitro.com. What makes this whole thing even more disturbing I'm going to tell you what that is in just a moment, but I want to remind you, folks, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. Here's the phone number, 401-272-3340. I'll tell you, Kenny and Patricia at West Fountain, they are fantastic. Now, if you're ever in an accident, call them first. If someone damages your vehicle, and I mentioned this last hour, so at one of the protests, and I won't get into too much detail, but the protesters, they did damage my vehicle. As a matter of fact, they broke one of the windows on my car. They did. So I know it was them. And they vandalized it. And what did I do? Did I panic? No. Did I go off and try to get retribution? Well, they were gone. They left their calling card there. No, I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body. He said, John, bring it right down. 401 272 3340. 272 3340. 
And they absolutely repaired. Not only did the uh, Black Lives Matter protesters break my window, they also damaged the door in my car and did some other damage. I picked it up yesterday, and it looks brand new. They did a fantastic job. Folks, if you are ever have any damage to your vehicle, whether it's from an accident or it's from protesters or whatever it is, if you're ever, most of the time you're in an auto accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Now, they're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's safe. I went there. I had to get my door repaired. I had to get my window repaired. I'm not going to ride around like that. Um, if your vehicle is damaged, I'm just encouraging you, take it to where I brought it. West Fountain, the original, the best. Call Kenny today, 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Now, folks, I'm going to touch on a number of different things. But I just, and, and what's going on with the education system is, is a crime right now. It's terrible. What's going on right now, the concerted effort, is it, it's bad. It is. And it's complicated and it's being overrun. I'm going to tell you about that. But I want to just finish up on this. Hear me out. The media should be leading with this. You know what? Just for a joke. Let me go for a joke. Let me go to just check the headlines. The, the lead story should be Black Lives Downtown Providence Street to close on Saturdays for shopping and dining. Let, let me tell you something. That The Journal has the story. That's a terrible idea. The only way people feel safe going downtown is if you can park right in front of the store. Now they're going to close off the streets, which means you have to park and walk through all the degenerates to try to get through. That's a terrible, terrible idea. They tried that. They tried a pedestrian mall and store, years ago in the 70s, and, and store owners couldn't get to their cars because of thieves waiting for them on the streets. Um, where's the story I saw? The journal has, look at this. I have to search for it. Where is it? I did see it. They had a small thing on it. Look at that. Oh, small group of protesters. It's Providence Public Safety Headquarters on Thursday evening. Well, thank you very much to the people that showed up anyway. Small group of protest. Well, you know, there you go. See, that's what happens when people go, I'm going to go anyway, even though it's postponed. No, I'm going to go. They congratulations. You got your wish. Small group of protesters. Let me go to Channel 10 website. Red Sox are back in action. Central Falls School. Let me search and try to find the story. How about the serial rapist from Cumberland posing as an Uber driver? Here it is. Two arrested at demonstration outside of Providence Safety Complex. Well, that is true. <coughs> Two were arrested. But one of them had a knife. And it wasn't two arrested. It was two members of Black Lives Matter were arrested. And that should be the headline. Now, let me go on to Channel 12, who did have a story on it. And Channel 12 actually had good footage on it. Here it is. Channel 12 is the closest thing. Supporters, Black Lives Matter activists show up to cancel defend the police rally to arrest it. Channel 12, to their credit, they give the most information. But let me fill in the blank for you. On why last night was egregious was the individual who was arrested. I recognized him. You know why I recognized him? Because, you know what, folks? Why not? I'm going to play it out. Because he should have been arrested at the State House back in May. And he's the one who is the chief suspect who broke all the windows at the Rhode Island State House. And the state police know it, and Capitol Police know it. And they were told not to arrest him. And take a wild guess why they told, they said not to arrest him. You, that's right. You guessed it. Because he's not a Trump supporter. All right. I have it. And then I, I, the state police capital. Here he is right here. He was, this was uh, May 30th on a Saturday at the convention, at the state house. You do have a right to assemble. You have a right to have your This is state police out. talking to him. However, you can't destroy a problem. But that's a choice. You live in a country where you have a choice, right? Those choices, those cases, those people die. Right? What? For example, if I want to throw a rock, one of these dudes, particularly him or her, would take me and bring me to the ACI, and I would choose to take that as a repercussion, right? Right. So that's, it's not for me. But we don't want you to do that. But I, did, I didn't do that. But I'm saying, thus, thus, I cannot, I don't need that. He's basically saying, 
that he wants to break the windows at the state house and get arrested. And he did break the windows at the state house. But what do you think happened? They didn't arrest him. He then showed up. <clears throat> they should have arrested him. But what was the word? What was the ready? What was the narrative? Peaceful pro don't arrest anybody. Peaceful protest. Forget it. We'll get it fixed. They have him on videotape. They know it was him. You hear that voice? He's Haitian. It's very distinct. When I was at the uh, press briefing, press conference, where we were broadcasting live, Anastasia Williams, where she started laying out the litany of things about the police, suddenly I heard that voice. Now, folks, if you're me and you make your living from audio, I, I, I'm, I'm very good at picking out dialects, voices, things like that. I'm like, I know that voice. That's the guy that was arguing he wanted to break the windows. And then he did break the windows. Or they certainly should have questioned him. Or I'm willing to bet he knows who broke the windows. But I've heard they have people on video, and then the decision was made, don't arrest them. Don't arrest them because they didn't want to arrest black protesters at the peaceful protest situation. So he came that day, and he was threatening, and he was threatening other people. And then he interrupted our broadcast, and no one did anything. And I said to the state police, that's the guy. That's the guy that broke those windows over there. Oh, no, no, no. We're not, we're not here to arrest anyone, they said. No, no, no. We're not. I said, don't you want I said, I'm willing to bet, just like in A Few Good Men, when Tom Cruise says, I'm willing to bet Colonel Jessup, I'm willing to bet if you put him on the stand, he's dying to tell you that he called for the code red, right? I'm, I'm willing to bet he's dying to get up there and say, you're damn right I ordered the code red. I said to the police, I didn't use that example, but I said to the state police, I'm willing to bet if you go up to him and say, hey, did you break those windows? He'd be like, you're damn right I did. Yes, you're damn right I called the code red. He was brazen. He was bold. He wanted to show off in front of his friends. Yeah, I broke those windows. Yeah, he would have, but they wouldn't even go over to him. Wouldn't even go over to him. Nope. We were told, stand down, let it go. So what happens last night? Folks, this is the broken window reverse of policing. Proper policing, as I learned watching in New York City, when Rudy Giuliani became the mayor, under Bill Bratton, broken window is zero tolerance. You smoke marijuana in public, boom, you're arrested. You break a window, boom, you're arrested. You light off fireworks, you petty crime, because there's a progression there's a progression in crime. So they call it the broken window. You don't let anything go. You stop them before. Now, this guy should have been arrested that day after the night at the State House when he smashed all the windows at the Rhode Island State House. They let him go. Why? Because it was a peaceful protest. Now, I don't know what's happened since then, and I don't. I don't know if he was at the riot. I heard he was. I don't know other things, but I do know last night. He was arrested, and now we've graduated, right, from breaking windows. There's a progression. Now he's punching a police, and he's got a knife on him. You know, so to, last night should have been the third time he was arrested. But instead, I have no idea. Maybe he does have a criminal record. Maybe he's been arrested before. For the life of me, what I can't understand is Channel 12 has the video, and they're not even releasing it. And, and not only that, that day with Anastasia Williams... The gall and the brazenness. He did an interview with Channel 12. He did give a fake name. He gave a version of his name. They have the video. They should be saying, we have the guy that was trying to stab the police and got arrested. Nope. Why not? Ready? Everybody all together. One, two, three. Because it was a peaceful protest. When does the narrative change? When does the narrative change? I guarantee you. That if I ever showed up there with some Trump supporters and were breaking windows or showed up at the governor's house at 9 o'clock trying to get inside the house, can you imagine the headlines? If I, can you imagine if last night, suppose we did have the rally. Can you imagine if a back the blue supporter had been arrested with a knife trying to stab the police? Oh, my God. Forget about it. They'd have two reporters still on the scene. Would have been breaking news last night. Folks, it's not your imagination. And I, 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 I'll admit, I don't understand it. I am starting to sense some pushback. They are getting frustrated. You know, we saw an example of that this week where the television reporter was upset that I went to Igliosi's house last Saturday night. Boom, broke the story. 
that the Black Lives Matter people had vandalized the home, slashed the tires. I went to Lord's house. Well, you're not supposed to do that. So then this week came the pushback where they start to, you know, you know, he's mean to protesters. And hey, everybody in the media, you know, don't uh, I don't I don't like the tactics being used by DePietro here. It happened. That is absolutely a fact. Now, will it affect my coverage? No, it's not going to affect my coverage. It's very predictable. But you have to ask yourself, if, if this were, and, and I, I want you to see, I, I will admit, I don't understand the mentality. Maybe it will change, but it has changed. The narrative of Black Lives Matter, and they, they can no longer say, oh, no, we're pe- excuse me, you're not peaceful. Okay? And those, what did, what did Alorza and Governor Armando say the day after the riot? Those weren't protesters, as I've been telling you folks from day one. They were protesters. Yes, they were. They became looters and rioters. And then there was um, and then there was a story basically trying to, you know, give them an out by saying they were just some mixed up kids that got caught up in a protest, you know, like that type of thing. Gosh, gee, Wally, you know, it could have been uh, Wally and the Beaver the way it was depicted. They were just some kids that. You know, gosh darn it, I guess they, they shouldn't have gone and lit the police car on fire. They've learned their lesson, though. I like how uh, one of the stories on it, the Boston Globe, she said, and the girl that was on top of the cruiser before they lit it on fire, she even wrote an apology to the police. Can you imagine that? The police must have been so happy to receive a letter of apology from the girl. I'm very sorry we burned and lit your cruiser on fire as they were trying to burn down the mall. As they were saying, blank the police and throwing bricks at them. You know, I'm willing to bet that that apology, that letter they got, I bet it went a long way. Never mind the fact her attorney, right, wrote the letter, make a copy of it for the media, and then show it. She even wrote a letter. uh, I love that line. She even wrote a letter of an apology to the police for burning the cruiser. (laughs) Yeah, downtown, you know, as you've seen, folks, as I've gone down, and again, good afternoon, it's John DiPietro. Weekdays, folks, we start at 11, we go till 2, a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. Uh, You know, last night, I will admit, it was a difficult position for me because normally I would have been there and I would have liked to have filmed it. There was someone there, thank God, that did get some footage of it, but you'd never know it. And I, I don't know what happened. Maybe one of the reporters that was there decided to get out of there uh, because, you know, it's not your imagination. I've been telling you. These are dangerous people. When you're punching police and you have a knife on you, when you're swinging it around, can, 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 maybe could we at least just, how about this? I want to appeal to the rest of the media. Could we at least just take a break from calling the peaceful protesters? I'm not saying it has to be permanent. How about just, let's, how about, a, I'm going to call, what time is it? It's 1229. I'm calling for a moratorium. Just a period of time. That we're going to leave the phrase peaceful protesters out of this whole thing. Let's just see how it goes. Why don't we say, here's an idea. Let's start to judge the events as they happen. Let's wait until it's over before we start to deem it a peaceful protest. Folks, this portion of the John Petro Show is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Folks, call them today. Now, on this Friday, I'm willing to bet you want to save money. Of course you do. Well, Scott and Alex at A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, they would like to help you save money. Call them today, 401-353-9300. 401-353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Now, listen, it's summertime. You want to make sure you also have proper seasonal insurance, such as on your pool, proper insurance, on your motorcycle, trampoline, Jet skis, RV, AE Mazika Insurance Services. Let them help you save money on auto insurance, home insurance, business insurance, life insurance. Scott and Alex, they're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. AE Mazika Insurance Services. 401 353 9300. 353 9300. You can call them, set up a free consultation located 1529. Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? 
How about they save you, I don't know, $200 a month. Think how helpful that will be. $300 a month. Think of how that's that's like close to four grand a year. It's like giving yourself a raise. <clears throat> A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 401-353-9300. Well, folks, it's John DePietro on this Friday. Don't forget, on this Friday, why not get some nice, uh, delicious food for the weekend? Pop over and see our friends, Ron and Melissa, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Big supporters of the police, by the way. Located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Material. Excuse me. It's um, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right around the corner from Cello's. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Right off of uh, Silver Spring Street next to AAA. Delicious calzones. Trump soda. Trump... um, uh, cupcakes, Trump uh, chocolate donuts, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Ron and Melissa. Folks, stop in and support them. Again, free coffee for all police and military. Well, right now it's 1232 on this Friday. Now, again, uh, I, I believe last night that that was a turning point. And going forward, whenever, if there are going to be any type of uh, briefings with Black Lives Matter, you have to answer for why a member was arrested uh, by the Providence police in trying to stab them and fighting with them. But I'm going to tell you that this is someone, see folks, and as I've said, this is the problem when when you get this lawlessness. This is the problem when these people are so brazen that they start to feel that the laws don't apply to them, that they can do whatever they want that they're not going to be apprehended, that they're not going to be prosecuted. And there's a lot of that going on. And I'll tell you who else is bad news is that Kat Kerwin, that Providence City Councilwoman. First of all, she's the woman, and I posted this on the Facebook page, that started going after police because they went to this pit bar downtown. Which, by the way, Providence City Councilwoman Kat Kerwin, she's the one that was encouraging people to vandalize vandalize the Christopher Columbus statue. I repeat, vandalize the Christopher Columbus statue. She was that Kat Kerwin. But on top of that, she was also uh, she was also there the night of the, the riot. She loves it. But the place she was hanging out at, you can't have more of an anti-police bar. I've covered it for those that follow me on Facebook Live in the afternoon. It's called Fortnite. The place is filled with basically like Kill all the police, right? All cops are racist. ACAB um, and other violent, they have a thing of, you know, a poster of a city hall on fire. The people that own the place were arrested for vandalism. You know, it's amazing when they had a huge story about all the rioting and vandalism downtown. Isn't it amazing how this place was left out of the big story about all the riots and everything? You'd almost think that the the writer who wrote the story about the riots, that maybe they hang out at this fortnight, which is um, run by lowlifes and degenerates. But this Cat Crone is hanging out there and then starts giving the police. My point is, this is disgraceful that a city council person is even hanging out at a place like this. So this is... You know, you know, you hear some places that they talk about it like a cop bar, right? Like um, the Willows, Twin Willows in Narragansett, Bonnet Shores. That's known as kind of like a cop bar. You go in there, there's always like a lot of retired police in there, current, former police hanging out there. This place downtown where Cat Kerwin was, who was then screaming at the police and using F-bombs and everything else. <clears throat> that's that, they, that you can't be more anti-police. They don't want to defund the police. They want to harm the police. They want to kill the police. This is where she was hanging out. But I also want to talk about um, the next briefing with the governor is going to be coming up next Wednesday. But what's happening right now is this group that has sprung up, folks, Rhode Island parents slash educators for safe schools. Now, they're having a car rally on Monday, and members of the media are already cozying up to them. But this is their mantra. Listen to this. There are 36 school districts in Rhode Island, and then no matter where you live, you need to care about insuring. And the name of it they put is like, we're all one. 
We're all one. We're all every district is the same, which is ridiculous. Every district isn't the same. Central Falls is a hot spot right now. Central Falls should be shut down. You know, Governor Amundo said that if people don't start wearing masks more, she was going to like shut down Narragansett. She was going to shut down Newport. If Block Island had an outbreak, Governor Amundo said she was going to shut down Block Island and call it a hot zone. Well, why doesn't she shut down Central Falls? Because Central Falls right now is spreading the virus. Central Falls, folks, keep in mind. All right, in this day and age, you would never have a city one one square mile. It shouldn't even be a city. I don't know what should happen. It should be absorbed into Pawtucket and Cumberland. But Central Falls, it, it is mind-blowing. I mean, listen, there, there, as you many of you know, there are parts of the country like Texas where they have a county that is the size of Rhode Island. The fact that Central Falls is one square mile, right, with a mayor, with a fire department, with a police department, with a town, a city hall, is it, it is. It's a joke. But it's also highly infected with the virus. But see, Governor Amundo will say, we're going to shut down Newport. We're going to shut down Narragansett. If there's an outbreak and people aren't wearing masks, we're going to shut down Narragansett. We're going to block it off and close everything down. Why doesn't she do that for Central? Well, no, you can't do it with Central Falls. I'll tell you another thing that the media won't highlight. Boston Globe has a story on it, but let me just finish up. So this group, folks, they are preaching one Rhode Island health. They have one message. If kids go back to school, people will die. If people go back, kids go back to school. Again, we're back to a few good men. Jack Nicholson, we give orders, son. And if people don't follow orders, people die. It's that simple. Right? Just in a few good men, that incredible thing. Um, Closed theaters, closed beaches, but open school. Help me understand. Well, bars should be closed. They, They, what you're about to see happen over the next month is people are absolutely going off the the, uh, the rails. They are. But I believe, someone asked me, where do I stand? I think that if you live in a city or town, and, and, and by the way, I, I, I think it, it, there's no easy answer to this. But the answer is not for everybody to distance learn. Now, Governor Mundo, though, keep in mind, she's dug herself in a hole. Because what did we hear back in the spring? Rhode Island success story. The governor even said, for whatever reason, Rhode Island is number one in the nation with distance learning. Well, if that's the case, why would you be encouraging everyone to come back to school? They had a Zoom call and they had pediatricians on to try to convince people that it was safe. But they're in a Zoom call, so everyone's in a separate place. So people, and that's a viable question that I will ask. If it is safe, why isn't Dr. McDonald, Governor Mundo, and the doctors all in the same room? Because then people are saying, well, you want to put me in a classroom with a bunch of kids, but you guys are all on a Zoom call. Folks, this is sad what's about to happen. Because children belong in school. You learn best in school. This online learning thing, it's not working. It's, I mean, it's not. It's, it's a holdover. This is, you know, think of when there's a substitute and a substitute can't keep up. And when there's a substitute in the class, the kids that are good students remain the good students. But the kids that are B students become C students. The kids that are A students could fall to be a B student. But this is terrible, I believe, what is happening right now. This is a focused effort with teachers, union organized, and they are sending a message and they are frightening people and it's fear-mongering and there are certain members of the media that are playing along with it. Parcel, this business, people will die. There is no evidence to support that. I, I recognize there are a lot of uncertainties here. There are. And I'll also recognize, listen, no one's handling anything perfect. Should the governor of a <coughs> announced... The Rhode Island was number one in the nation at distance learning, which was basically made up. No, she shouldn't have done that. Should she have announced back when she did, we're going to have those kids back in school. Now they're saying, well, we're going to tell you two weeks beforehand. Another mistake. See, this is one of the problems when she is a finalist, supposedly, according to the Washington Post, she's a finalist still on the Biden shortlist for VP. This is one of the problems because you have conflicting goals here. But, folks, there are many children 
that, uh, you know, they, they're not going to have any learning that are at home. There are many children that live where there are abusive stepfathers, there are abusive stepmothers, there are guidance counselors that are trained to look for these things. You have children that are bullied at home, sexually abused at home. Um, there are children that deal with parents that have alcohol problems and drug problems. And for these people to be frightening people, like you, here's the message on this page that I was just telling you about. It's a very clear message. And they shout them down. I went on it and I'm looking at it. If somebody comes out and says, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to send my kids back to school. Well, that's because, you know why? Because that's your, that's because you're selfish. You must be a parent that wants to kill your kid. I mean, it's, it's brutal. And the mob beats you down until you say surrender. All right, let's not send them back. They argue, we don't want the kids to go back until it's safe. Do you know what the real story here, folks, is that the media won't tell you? In their mind, you, many of you already know the answer. It's never going to be safe with them. Never. It's never going to be safe. Never. They say we, it's, 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 it's a non-negotiable demand. No matter what condition you set up, they would say it's not safe. If you say to them, all right, give me the scenario that it would be safe to send these children back to school. They would say, I think they should stay at home. I, I Okay, but give me the scenario. And you know what? What do you think the union would say? I gave this, I talked about this a little bit earlier. Well, prior to this, <clears throat> when the teachers unions started to say, well, if you want to do this, we need a lot more staff. You need to hire a lot more union members. We need far more people. Where actually, the answer is the opposite. If you're going to um, distance learn, right? If you're going to do distance learning, then maybe you don't need, as an example, 10 third grade teachers. You just need one. One really good third grade teacher. Another part of this that the governor should enforce is the fact that if you live in a school district and the public school teachers will not go back into the classroom, I have a very simple question. Why should you have to pay the taxes on it? Why should you have to pay the taxes? Because, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, some of these inner cities, especially like Providence, Central Falls, Pawtucket, ready? What have I been telling Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe? They're not going back. They're not going back. It's all false. They're going to say, like I said, if you were to say to them, what would it take to get you back in the classroom? Even if they gave you A, B, and C, when you do A, B, and C, whatever that is, they're going to come back with D. Or they're going to say B's wrong. Or there's there's never a scenario where they're going back unless they get more money and you hire a lot more people. Maybe they would go back, but they're still not going back. They're not. It's a major problem. It's a major problem. It's going to dominate August. They're very organized. They're very vocal. I think the governor knows it. I don't think they know what to do about it. But let me, here's another thing that the media won't tell you. And again, folks, uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Friday. Um, remember, you can go to the website, dePietro.com. I will have a story up about the protests or lack of protests or Black Lives Matter. And we will have some stories about the, um, th- this group. And I feel bad for the, for the people. By the way, the people that want to break off in the public schools, which I think is good, the public school system has failed. The public school system in Providence and Pawtucket and Central Falls and Woonsocket and, what, and everything. Ready? It's failed. They should cease. It's a failed experiment. No one's learning and not learning. They may think, but John Hopkins had it right. Education nightmare. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by It's My Health. Now, listen, during this pandemic, I want you to remain nice and healthy. Stop in and see Miss Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. Now, this wonderful store that many of you have driven past, it's in that old white church. 
It's My Health in Cumberland. You can uh, stop in. You can call her at 305-3585. It's My Health is the name of it, but it's really about your health. And they have vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products. Folks, they have it all. She is so knowledgeable. She also has vitamins for children. The next time you're on Menden Road and you go by that old white church, I'm holding up the picture for those on Facebook Live. Stop it and see Marie. She is a saint and she's so knowledgeable. And it's safe. I've been in there with the mask and so forth. It's my health because it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. All right, let me get to the story that I want to tell you. And this is where this, folks, is where the media won't tell you this. And again, good afternoon, one and all. It's John DePietro on this Friday. Um, remember, for those that enjoy Facebook Live, um, we'll be on duty all weekend. I'm still lining up to see if there's any events that we're going to cover, but we will continue to do things. But the stories in the Boston Globe, Rhode Island's coronavirus hotspot is seeing a midsummer spike in cases. So let's go into the story because it's certainly not in the headline and it's certainly not in the first paragraph, but we have to go through. And they talk about, with school building schedule reopened next month, uh, the tiny city of Central Falls, midsummer spike in cases. A positive test rate, up to 17%. Officials are worried. A month ago, testing site devoted to the resident Central Falls neighboring Pawtucket was testing only about a dozen people a day, detecting less than two new cases. Some days there were none. It was under control, said Dr. Well, Michael Fine. Uh, two weeks ago, the number of cases began to rise again. More people started showing up to be tested. Dexter Street, Central Falls, especially after the Twin River Casino testing site closed. I don't know why this site closed, by the way. Last week, health workers were testing 140 people a day, 10 times more than a month ago. And by late last week, the number of positive cases hit 24 a day. 24 a day. The surge prompted Central Falls officials to issue a statement. Sudden spike of cases. So the vaccine new cases come just as officials are talking about the, cl- the uh, kids going back in the classroom. Hear me out. Adds to the suffering that Central Falls has emerged as one of the hot spots. Uh, rate of 5,000 cases per 100,000 people, far exceeding Providence's rate of 3,000 per 100,000. But here we go. <coughs> Central Falls, a majority Latin city of nearly 20,000 people packed into one square mile reflects the disproportionate toll COVID is taking on Rhode Island's Latino population. While Latinos make up 16% of residents, ready for this? Latinos make up 16% of residents in the state. They account for 46% of those who have tested positive. Folks, let's, we all know what this is, right? We all know what it is. It's a huge number. Think of that number. 46% of those who have tested positive are Latino. Latinos only make up 16% of the residents in the state of Rhode Island. We all know what this is. No one will say it. The media won't say it. The governor hints at it. At these press briefings, folks, those are the illegals that live in Central Falls. Those are the illegals, by the way. The We Are One fund, where they just raised, was it three or four million dollars for them, right? They're the problem. Of course they're a problem. They're a problem. They've always been a problem. You know what else I think is really unfair is they're a problem, and we're told that the reason they have a problem is because of you. Because of you, because you, they're fearful of you, because many of them have to continue to go to work through this pandemic crisis. Many of them are f- fearful of people in uniform at the testing sites because of you. Here's the real message that's been coming from the state. Are you ready? Because you are a blanking racist, the illegals in Central Falls all have the coronavirus. And it's such BS. And the media won't even come out and say it. This crisis in Rhode Island, by and large, has been nursing homes and illegals. Why doesn't the governor, why doesn't Governor Raimondo say, starting immediately, boom, Central Falls is quarantined. 
For the next 14 days, nobody in or out. Stay-at-home order, one square mile. Every business shut. Hey, listen, you just raised like $4 million for these people. Okay? I don't care. Bring in food and water and everything else. For the next 14 days, no one's leaving. You're quarantined. One square mile. Set up the National Guard on the borders of Central Falls. No one in or out. It's a hot spot. We're going to eliminate it. Folks, do you hear me out? If, if after 14 to 21 days, the virus would die out. If those people would stay at home, wear a mask, socially distance, wash their hands, put in testing sites, the whole thing. Boom, they could wipe it out, and they won't do it. Well, you know, that would see, and we all know the word, right? Well, that would be racist. That would be racist to do to those poor people in Central Falls. What, when, when do you get a break? Does anyone care about you? You have groups that are trying to frighten your children from going back to school, even though they should be in school. Now, listen, I, I understand the school thing, and I want to be very clear about this. At 12.52, as a parent... My youngest, she's set to go back to school. Listen, I have concerns. It's an unknown. It is an unknown. We don't know. I mean, I, I like to think it's going to be safe. I Like anyone else, I don't want to send my child into a dangerous situation. Um, but fortunately, we have, as I've said, we have not seen terrible death spreading. There are ways that this can be combated. We've learned that. We've learned it. The the rates in Rhode Island have come way down. If, in fact, people wear a mask, wash hands, and distance, there is a safe way to go about this. That is absolutely true. You know, some people are starting to treat this like there's no way to stop it and everyone has it, blah, blah, blah. Listen, today, today, on this Friday, if you take 100 people who don't have the virus and put them in a hotel... And they don't leave and no one comes in. There's no reason to believe anyone would get infected. I mean, people are losing sight of that. The virus, by and large, from what we understand, spreads most effectively inside person to person. Droplets in the air. If it's outside, it can dissipate. Um, If you have a mask, there's a distance. People cough, speak, sneeze. Touch something, doorknob, it can spread. Someone's next to you in a store, they don't have a mask on, you don't, they cough, you're in a crowded bar, grabbing a glass, whatever it is. If it gets up into the air conditioning, now you got problems because then it goes to everybody. But people are losing sight of there, there are ways that, like I said, if you have person A in one room and there's a wall between them and person B, they're, they're not going to get it. I mean, it it can then die off. And as the person that has it heals and is then clean of the virus, it's gone. That's what President Trump means by someday it's just going to disappear. I mean, it it should disappear. So some people are treating like anyone could get it at any time under any circumstances. And that's really not true. You know, if you have 1,000 people at a concert or in a church and no one has it. There's no reason to believe that any of those 1,000 people would contract it there. They may get it somewhere else, but they're not going to get it there. But the fear-mongering that is going on, I, I, I feel for parents, it's, it's cruel. And to also say everybody's the same. There's no difference between North Smithfield, Smithfield, and Central Falls and Providence. Wrong. That is absolutely Wrong. If the outbreaks are in Providence and Central Falls, then those kids are more inclined to spread the virus and spread it to the teachers, by the way. So the teachers in Central Falls don't want to go back to the classroom. I'm not even saying I blame them. The teachers in Providence don't want to go back into the classroom. I'm not saying I blame them. But it doesn't mean that no one can go back into the classroom. You know, we're back to this where the whole group gets punished. You know, some people weren't wearing a mask on the beach, so we're going to shut down 
75% of the beach parking lot. This portion of the John DePietro Show was brought to you by folks, competition shooting supplies. You know, as things continue to get more dangerous, I encourage you to carry, folks, competition shooting supplies. Call them at 727-1716, 727-1716, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's competition shooting supplies, firearms, ammunition, accessories. John Francis, he's knowledgeable. Remember, when the looters, the rioters, when they say they're going to come for you, what did that couple in St. Louis do? Boom. Nothing stops a riot more than an AR-15. Competition shooting supplies. Every rioters and looters nightmare. They say riot and loot. You say competition shooting supplies. Three words. They say defund the police. You say competition shooting supplies. They say blank the police. You say, we say, competition shooting supplies. They say we want to take over your house. You say, we say, competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop in. Remember, a Glock goes a long way in... uh, and calming down an unruly crowd. Well, folks, we have made it to Friday. And I also want to mention, if you're looking to get liquid, and I want to be very clear. There's no question about it, folks. Times are tough. If you need some cash, I want you to call Leo. Take down this number, Vero Industries, 40 years experience. Take down this phone number. 401-434-8900. I'm going to tell you why. Gold is at all-time high. So gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, and new, doesn't matter. Silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets, pieces, watches, half-earring pieces, buyer and seller of individual coins and collections, weekend and evening appointments. He will come to you or you can come to him. Some people say, well, I have valuables and I don't want to leave my house. Leo will come to you. He'll make a house call. Folks, he's the real deal. 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. Buying gold, silver, other precious metals. And he'll give you the best price. Ready? 401-434-8900. 434-8900. If you have gold, silver, other precious metals, listen, now is the time to get liquid. If you're listening right now, and I understand you don't want to go out and you don't want to take valuables with you, he will come into your home. He's an honorable individual, 40 years experience, Vero, V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. Weekend and evening appointments are available. He has two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Many times people say, if you don't mind, Leo, would you come into my home? And he'll do that. Call him right now, 434-8900, 434-8900 for Vero Industries. Now, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Friday. Now, again, there's no briefing. So we're going till 2 o'clock uh, next hour uh, right here on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Next hour, I am going to talk about, folks, President Trump, he's had a good week. Uh, President Trump is having a good week. And there is starting to emerge a path for re-election. It has not been easy, and it's not going to be easy. But I believe the president's on uh, solid uh, solid footing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Stay tuned. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. No eyes. DePetro.com. You just click on the listen live. And also, if you want to get in touch with me, you can... Um, Go there as well and just uh, click contact John. So, folks, stay tuned. On a big hour ahead, the power hour is next. We're going to uh, break for the 1 o'clock news, get you up to speed, be back on the other side. Right now it's 1 o'clock.